Coming up on Studios America, Pat Gray is in the house to commiserate with me over our respective house damage thanks to the snowpocalypse. And Blaze TV media critic Rob Eno has been made homeless by the storm as well. We'll look at the multiple systemic failures that brought us to this point. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. You people really are the Cool Kids Club. If you haven't subscribed to us yet, go to YouTube, go to podcasts, get it all free. I mean, it's all free at studosamerica.com, studosamerica.com, or fight back against conservative censorship with a subscription to Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash stew. Enter the promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show, and you'll save 30 bucks. Yes, Texas had some weather. I'd like to say it was overblown by the media, but the six inches of water on my floor at my house sort of contests that. Let's do a frozen Texas. Stu does America. It's cold in Texas, everybody panic. I will say, and I have to admit, I'm from the Northeast. I, if I still lived up there, I would be mocking this relentlessly. Oh, you got a couple of inches of snow, did you? Oh my gosh, shut down the whole state. You have to understand though, Texas is not prepared for this kind of thing. It's supposed to be warm here. Why the hell do you think I moved here? It's like, you know, if there was a moderate earthquake in San Francisco, not going to be a problem. But if it was happening in a place where they never have earthquakes, all the buildings collapse. Or like if Randy Quaid consumed eight bottles of vodka, wouldn't bother him at all. Dude could still drive. But if an eight-year-old guzzled those same eight bottles, you'd have a dead eight-year-old. That's how this works. I woke up on Monday morning to my alarm going off, um, thinking maybe my kid opened the door uh, early in the morning or something, tried to turn the alarm off, uh, didn't go off. So we walked around the house trying to figure out what the hell was going on, heard a little rushing water. My wife turned the corner to stuff like this. Let me show you some of the pictures. Uh, that That is a hole in my roof because... Our sprinkler line apparently fractured, burst pipe, water from the ceiling downward into this area, which is a little hallway. Uh, Also, I'm trying to install a sunroof right there, which isn't a good idea because there's a lot of house above that. Uh, But uh, all I mean, the roof is just uh, the ceiling there is just torn out and destroyed. Um, If you can kind of go to the next one here, you'll see that one thing when you have a stone floor, you don't want to see a reflection. Uh, (laughs) That means there's a lot of freaking water in your house and it was spreading all over the house. It took us about 40 minutes to get it to shut off because it was a separate line. The city had to come out to shut it off. What a freaking disaster. Uh, You know, here, this is way down the hall. You can see the water spreading all over the freaking place. Um, Then you have this. You have like a the next one here. you can kind of see there's a dog bed there and a plastic bin just floating. You don't want things floating on the floor of your house. You'd like to avoid that if it's at all possible. Um, next one. Here we go. This is like you see that reflection again. It's like a still mountain lake right on your hardwood floors. This is not going to be a quick repair, folks. This is going to be a freaking disaster. And if you think about it, um, I, you know, this is happening all over the place in Texas right now. Uh, here's uh, my wife's studio, uh, just destroyed uh, all of her equipment, um, likely ruined. 
you know, storage closets just destroyed. Uh, next up, we have insulation everywhere. Uh, you can see this is just all over the house. You know, it probably ran, the water ran for about 20 minutes before we even knew it happened. And then it ran for like another 40 minutes. So there's just water all over the freaking house. Uh, next up, you have these, I like that my wife is taking these artistic shots, like ground level. <laughs> so you can see all the devastation. Um, by the way, that uh, big piece of, uh, of um, you know, ceiling there, that, that hit me in the head as I was trying to uh, empty out the water out the door. It was, uh, by the way, it hit me in the head, got so much water in my hair, and then it froze, so I had icicles in my hair. That is a true story. Luckily, you don't have a picture of that. Uh, we have um, well, we have this one here. This is uh, luckily, I will say, the water. Uh, we did have power and heat, so the water didn't freeze. So we didn't have like an ice skating rink inside the house. I guess that's one positive. Uh, next up, oh yeah, this uh, little area here. Um, after this picture was taken, a school of fish moved in. Uh, so that's at least one positive. Less homeless fish in the world. Uh, this was. I mean, it really, really sucked. Um, it really, really sucked. Uh, I will say, you know, at some level, we're kind of the lucky ones. You know, uh, we did have power throughout this thing, and that's great. Um, we did, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, I mean, there's people dying uh, from this, and there's massive home devastation. Our next-door neighbor had a pipe burst. Um, a church down the street had a pipe burst. Millions of people uh, are having similar problems all over Texas right now. But that's why we need heroes in this world. And here is uh, from... And I want to thank my wife for posting this on social media from uh, one of our security cameras. Uh, a situation that happened in the midst of the chaos. We let our dogs out to go to the bathroom. Now, you see, there's our big dog, Piper. Piper approaches the frozen pool, which is not really fully frozen. You can see there's water still all over the place. Thinks about going in. Oh, no, please, please. Our, this is our younger dog. Uh, thinks about going in, puts the paw down on the surface to go in, which probably would have had her fall in immediately because it was not very thick ice. Uh, but then Piper kind of walks away and realizes that's a dumb idea. But here comes Miles, our 16-year-old pug, following in the footsteps, as he does. He can't, he barely see, can barely hear, uh, can't really hear at all. Follows his footsteps and takes a wrong turn and goes onto the ice and starts crossing the ice and going towards the sit. Now, at this point, I realize it, and I see, I look out and I see him on the ice. I, and you see the dog running towards me because I'm screaming at the top of my lungs at my deaf dog. I run out there like a maniac in socks. I'm in socks in the snow, trying to shuffle this dog back across the pool. And I keep kind of getting him, eventually getting close to him, but he will not come over to me. I keep getting him over there, eventually shuffle him off the edge of the ice, crisis averted, and Miles lives to this day. Am I a hero for this? Yes! I'm a freaking hero! Write it in the record books! At least one good thing will come out of this week. And I don't know, so far, 2021. Back in a second. Let's say you're on the verge of maybe needing a gigantic loan for home repairs. You need a good credit score to get the best rate possible. How do you get the best credit score? ScoreMaster. ScoreMaster can raise your credit score. That's what they do. They do it every single day for people in this audience all the time. How do they do it? I don't know. They're really smart. They know math. They've reverse engineered the algorithm of these credit bureaus so they can improve your credit score. 
Uh, the average is 61 points in 20 days or less. That's only three weeks from now. You could get 61 points on your credit score. If you're thinking about buying a car coming up soon, oh, yeah, I have that coming up to do, too. 2021 sucks so far. I'll be, I'll be honest about it. But it can be better with a better credit score. Scoremaster.com. Scoremaster.com slash blaze is the place to go. Scoremaster.com slash Oh, excuse me. Scoremaster.com slash stew. Scoremaster.com slash stew is the place to go. I should know this by now. Scoremaster.com slash stew. Get your freaking credit score in line where it's supposed to be. Get all the points you deserve. They're your points. Scoremaster.com slash stew. Joining me now in studio, Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray Unleashed right here on Blaze TV and on the YouTubes. I believe as well. Is that right, Pat? I believe, yes. Okay, I, I believe that's true. That's, that's good mm-hmm. to hear. Have you noticed, Pat, that uh, 2021 is just kicking 2020's ass? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is. Yeah, I have. We were just talking about that this morning. Uh, I knew that, I mean, I really, a lot of people seem to be putting their hopes and dreams <laughs> into, hey, as soon as that uh, mm. calendar turns around in January 2021, <laughs> we're good. Uh, no. That does not is not how it no, works not at it all. Works. It no. is how I, there was a part of me that, of course, feels that you're like, OK, we got through this year, mm-hmm. new, fresh start. And then, like, think about how fast we had four days at the beginning of January that felt like, OK, hey, maybe. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then January 5th, the Georgia elections happen and go the wrong way. January 6th is January 6th. Oh, and ever geez. since then, it's been nonstop catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the momentum of 2020 <laughs> has continued and picked up steam right. in 2021. All that sucked about 2020, like COVID, is still here. Yeah. Like, we've still got all that stuff going on. Yes. It is amazing. Um, we have that and weather plagues. And weather now. plagues now. We mm-hmm. were just talking about my catastrophe in my house. Uh, my next-door neighbor had a burst pipe. Uh, a church down the street opened up the sanctuary doors to see water flowing out of their sanctuary. The entire thing mm. flooded. How did you do through this? Uh, we also had a burst pipe. <laughs> Uh, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, yeah, uh, my my wife fortunately was standing in the in the food pantry, and she heard this, whoosh, and the power's off. So it's not any sort of electrical thing making the whooshing noise. And uh, so she realized it was water, and went immediately running around looking for it, and didn't take long to find. But she started yelling for me to. Well, about five minutes before that happened, she actually sent me into the garage to look for the uh, water main key. Oh, really? That little thing that you... Before it happened? Yeah. Yeah. Really weird. She's like, we might need this. Go go look for it. I'm like, I don't know where that thing is. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm complaining the whole time. And I find it just as she starts screaming that the water is pouring out of the ceiling. Oh, wow. And so we rushed out to the water main and dug through the snow... And uh, turned the key and turned it off in time. So we just had a little bit of water damage instead of, you know, three inches. Of, of yeah, water. I mean, because it, it, it's, it's funny not catching it for a good 20, 30 minutes. That's not good. It's not a good That's formula. not a good thing. No. Now, uh, as I mentioned, we, we turned off the water the way I was told to turn off the water. However, it doesn't shut it all off because it was like a sprinkler line. And it seems like all across Texas... This has been the problem. And to show you how ridiculous this is, Pat, I had a plumber come over and say, here's where the pipe was leaking. Can you fix this pipe? Now, it's just a PVC pipe. Any plumber in America could fix this in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. No, they can't fix it because they don't have the fire certification for this special pipe, the one that burst. 
So I have to get a specialist. Is the pipe on fire? (laughs) 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 What? That's weird. It is weird. You need a fire certification to take care of a water pipe? Yeah. But now I've got, yeah, now I have a home with two small children and no water because of some dumb government uh, edict that says a plumber can't fix a PVC pipe. Asinine. This Asinine. is the world we live in, even in Texas. Yeah. Um, it's been, I mean, what a, what a disaster this has been, you know, from uh, losing power. Did you, did you have the rolling blackout? Or no, actually, you, we okay? kept power the whole kept time. Kept power the whole time. a miracle. Okay, so we lost power every 45 minutes to an hour for four days and so you know i mean that contributed to the freezing up of our pipes and um because it was you know 48 degrees in the house and because it would the heat would only stay on for 45 minutes and then it goes off again and then you're subject to the one degree outside uh our pool froze up which is a first world problem i get but it's still a problem (laughs) you know yeah uh, then our, because of the pipe breaking, had to turn off the water. So we have no water for now, two days. And, uh, it's been, it's been fun. I will say the pool, uh, yes, fun. total first world problem. I have yes. the same first world problem. However, I will say the benefit of the pool is you can get water from the pool and yes. flush the toilets with That's, it. It's at least huge there's that. benefit. Plus we filled up two tubs, uh, to make sure that we had plenty of water and didn't have to, because... The pool water is supposed to remain as high as possible so that it can feed the, the waterfall. Otherwise, the waterfall pipes will also freeze <laughs> so and break, and be- then you'll have a massive repair on that. <laughs> so really, it's not a first world problem. You also have a waterfall. It's really above a first world <laughs> Do you believe yes. this? I, 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 yes. I, I will say I had this thought, and I, I think uh, as, uh, as people of faith, Mm-hmm. And I've had this moment a couple of times. I kept thinking to myself, you know, I really should be thinking that we it's it could be a lot worse. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it is a lot worse for a lot of people. It is in Texas. But also, it I'm is. really self-absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we all are. Because, um, I mean, you do feel it, whether or not it's first world and, you know, you live a nice life. It still sucks right now because our lives are being turned upside down. Was there any part of you that thought, grab the wife, grab the kids, go to Cancun? Was (laughs) there any part of you? Yes, I almost joined (laughs) Ted Cruz uh, on that adventure. You know, what's Ted Cruz going to do? He's not the governor of the state. No. I'm a little... C- confused was he supposed to be up pixi- fixing people's pipes up in our attic <laughs> yes. he, you know he didn't uh, even come by he by didn't the way, come my by. house at all he did not it he never came went by. directly to cancun and <laughs> pa- bypassed my house i was a little pissed yeah i mean i so two separate issues on the cruise thing mm-hmm. one i mean the optics have to enter your mind at some point as a politician i don't have any yeah. responsibility for optics i think people would be happy if i was in cancun right now they'd be like hey he's not doing the show i have more free time but like you're Ted Cruz, you're trying to get elected by regular voters. Yeah. You got to think of this optics as a bad idea. Optics are bad. The optics are bad. But the reality isn't, is it really? Yeah. I mean, if if I could have just taken my family and gone to Cancun, I would have too. That would have been great. Yeah. I'd love to get the hell out of here <laughs> under these circumstances. Of course, ha- had I done that, uh, we'd have 18 inches of water in our house. It's right funny now, because so. I, I I would say the same as you. If I could have if I could have gone to Cancun, I would have gone to Cancun. At the same point, I literally pitched a trip to go away this, this weekend. On Friday, I said to my wife, 
why don't we just go away, get an Airbnb somewhere down south, Florida, right. somewhere, and just take a couple of days away? Because this is going to be a disaster, and I want to get the heck out of the way. Now, we would have had an entire house filled with water before yeah. anyone realized. I mean, the house bad. would probably be destroyed if we had taken that trip, yeah. uh, which is pretty scary yeah, uh, it is. when you think about it. But, like, there's this, there's this part where they're trying to equate Ted Cruz going to Cancun, which I admittedly is not a good optics uh, moment, mm -hmm. with Gavin Newsom going to the French Laundry for dinner, right? Terrible mm -hmm. optics there as well. Mm -hmm. Isn't there a pretty significant difference between I those two, though? I think so, yeah, because Newsom was directly involved in making sure that restaurants, you know, weren't doing that kind of stuff, and people weren't yeah. going to restaurants at that point. He's violating his own order. Yeah. Ted Cruz didn't say, hey... Uh, you can't go anywhere. You right. can't do anything. If Ted Cruz passed a law that said you're not allowed to go to Cancun and then, <laughs> and then went, went to, Cancun, to Cancun, then it's the same thing. Then it's the same thing. Yeah. But, but that didn't isn't. happen, no. right? No, it did not And happen. he has, liter other than photo ops, there's no response. Like, there's nothing he can do here. Nothing. Again, I can understand why people are like, this is, you know, it looks really bad, right? Your people are in a... You know, it's it's sort of the same thing, you know, happens, you know, when uh, someone might there be a hurricane coming and they take their family out while the rest of the state is getting battered. It's like you're supposed to go down with a ship or something. I guess. But, but this is it's yeah. inane. It's, it's, it's just a PR. It's just a PR disaster. Yes. Yes. And it shouldn't be really, because what's he going to do? I, I guess the only thing he could be doing is lobbying for federal funds for Texas right now. But he can do that next week. He yeah. can do that tomorrow. He can do that. He can do that by phone. I mean. I don't know. I, you know, it, be, it does look bad, but again, I don't think in reality it is bad. Yeah, as Elijah Schaefer said, I, Ted Cruz is just working remotely like all of our public school teachers, <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah. I, I thought, a fair point. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, so I, I, I want to talk about Cruz specifically here for a second. I think of Cruz as a very smart, um, however... Mm -hmm tends to be a little calculating at times. Mm -hmm. You know, I like Ted. I think he's been, he's been mm -hmm. on the show a million times. I supported him for president in 2016. There's a lot to say that's positive. But he's at times, I think, tries to watch walk this sort of like too clever by half line, which I think he was doing, honestly, on January 6th. Mm -hmm. um, what what is Ted, like, is, is, does he have a future running for president? Is he? I don't is, think so. Is it because of the last month or two? Because 2021 has sucked more for Cruz than it has for either of us. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I think he's got a little bit of the Rick Santorum uh, syndrome going for him. Mm. Uh, Santorum was kind of an attractive candidate for some of us. Me, um, in, what was it, 08 and maybe 12 for a while? Yeah, was or was it? it 12 and 16? I can't remember. I don't it was think he was there in 16. Um, 12. Because I think people were done with him. And a couple of failed runs, and like people don't want to hear from you anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're a you're a loser. Yeah. Sorry, move on. Mm -hmm. And and there might be a little bit of that. He also pissed off both sides of the equation right at the end there when he wouldn't support Trump uh, before the the convention, and then right after the convention, because everybody who wanted him not to support <laughs> right. Trump, yeah. Uh, then he pissed everybody off who supported him yeah. because they thought, okay, well, he stuck to his guns, and then he didn't. And he, but I will so, say though, he spent the last four years meticulously building his relationship to that Trump audience. He did. However, my, but I think it's too late. Well, maybe. I mean, I, I think a lot of them like Cruz more than they did. The problem, I think, though, with the strategy is when Donald Trump or one of Donald Trump's kids decides to run in 2024. 
they will just make Cruz into an enemy again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they'll have it's not like you can't. He's tried to like walk this. He's always walking a line, Cruz. I feel like he's always trying to like thread a needle. And man, it's hard to do. And he doesn't thread it very well, obviously, because, you know, I mean, he's still senator, but he he only stayed U.S. senator by the skin of his teeth. What was it, a 3% margin right. over Beto? Over <laughs> Beto. I, I mean, that guy's terrible. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I, I, you know, look, Cruz still votes the way I want him to vote most of the time, and he's a good yeah. senator, but yes. uh, it's a tough thing. One last thing before we leave. Uh, 2024, a poll came out had Donald Trump at 51% of the Republican primary, <laughs> uh, leading by 30-some-odd points over Mike Pence, who was in second. Wow. Uh, I mean, do you think Trump's going to run again? If he does run, does he win? Uh, Wow. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of water under the bridge and uh, a lot of milk that's been spilled. And <laughs> what other cliche can I think of? <laughs> but in four years, will people forget most of that? Yeah, I think they might. I, yeah. I think he'd have a chance in 2024. Yeah. But you think I think so it, does DeSantis. Yep. DeSantis seems to be the, the he seems to be like the, the most like a professionalized Trump model. Yeah. You know, and maybe if Trump runs, he doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Because he does seem to be a pretty close ally. All right. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Pat Gray. Yeah. I feel like we might have a couple of conversations about the 2024 election before it starts. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, we can huh. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just predicting. Uh, Again, I mean, maybe. I'm not a possible. futurist per se, but I think it might happen. <laughs> Pat Gray Unleashed right here on Blaze TV and YouTube. Make sure to bl- go to blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew. You'll save 30 bucks on your uh, subscription. And that's also how they know you like this stupid show. Uh, make sure to check it out and watch Pat Gray as well. And make sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast as well. Pat, thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right, back in a second. Well, federal re- uh, regulators are going to investigate the massive Texas power outage that we've been dealing with, and it, it is a big deal. It's hurt a lot of people. Um, one interesting part of this is the big conversation from the left has been about winterization the winterization of these power plants, apparently not up to code. Um, Now, they were supposed to be winterized, and they were supposed to have spot checks on that winterization. Um, However, uh, ERCOT, which is the big company that, whatever, it's not a company, it's uh, like a commission, basically, um, who have been dealing with all this and getting all the criticism, they were supposed to do spot checks on this, but they only did checks on 16% of the uh, power plants. Why? covid in fact, the, the, the checks that they did were virtual checks. They like zoomed in and be like, those look like they might be winterized. Uh, so it's interesting that like the left says shut everything down and don't go anywhere in person. However, when they tried to do that, that was what led to part of these problems, not to mention the wind power disasters we'll have to get into as well. But not all investigations are bad investigations. In fact, many of them are good, including a U.S. attorney is now uh, and the FBI are looking uh, into Cuomo and the nursing home situation. How do you, how do you feel about that? If you if you watch this show, how do you feel about that? If you listen to the show on podcast, how do you feel about there finally being an FBI investigation into Andrew Cuomo? You were here from the beginning. You made this happen. You made this happen. We've been talking about this for a year. You guys were out there retweeting it, harassing all the politicians politely about it, making sure that people held Andrew Cuomo accountable. This is the story of the past year, at least with this show, I think. You know, we've we've held this line uh, along with you to try to make sure that Andrew Cuomo was held accountable. And I I don't want to wish for good things because they don't seem to come. 
But I will say this. It feels like it might actually be happening. And it's because you guys were, were uh, I mean, diligent in making sure that this actually occurred. Thank you for that. And let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it here in 2021. Back in a second. Earlier today, I showed you pictures of my house disaster. It took like 40 minutes for people to come out and turn the water off. It was torture. Well, the average EMS response time is 37 minutes. So you're in an emergency. Time is critical. That's why you got to have a bear first aid kit from Refuge Medical. The bear first aid kit is guaranteed for life and it exceeds military specification for individual first aid kits. It's also used by the military personnel in 14 countries. Check out Refuge's uh, first aid trading dates. They've got that. They've got these packages going on. You can check that out at refugemedical.com as well. Go there. Get one of these first aid kits. You got to have one in your house. Refuge medical.com you can get 15% off all their first aid kits if you use the fancy promo code stew be sure to use that promo code stew because that's how they know you like this stupid show and you need to get your discount get your money it's you know if we learn one thing i will say this year it's to be prepared for anything refugemedical.com is the place to go to get prepared refugemedical.com promo code is stew refugemedical.com Happy to welcome back to the program the Blaze's resident media critic and fellow homeless refugee, Rob Eno. Rob, thanks for coming on the program. Hey, thanks for having me on. It's, you know, it's significantly warmer in this 42-degree studio than in my house, so it's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, barely, but... Uh, um, so, uh, so my... Your house isn't flooded, No, I, I did not get the flooding. Okay, I'm good. not on the flooding plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on the, you know, ERCOT doesn't know how to weatherize their equipment. <laughs> To power a state plan. So you do not have any electricity. At what, and you've what, moved? You've I, moved I'm, I'm, I, I may or may not be living in the studios. I don't know <laughs> if the, the management knows, but no, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> they do now. Uh, they do now. Congratulations. Um, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, look, it's easy. I keep coming back to the same thing, which is it could be worse, right? I mean, people are, people have died. Yeah. People are struggling, yeah. uh, you know, like... I, they can't find a place to go. They might be elderly, cold. There's all of those things. On the other side, we do have to acknowledge just the personal inconvenience of, the, of this moment. I mean, it really is difficult. And it's tough to understand how it could happen in an energy-rich place like Texas. In the year 2021. Yeah. I mean, like, we're not in 1865. Although in 1865, you wouldn't have had the instrumentation to the point that it is that, you know, well, we got to fire the gas plant up. We'll just turn the gas now, but it'll go on. Yeah. Not that you need like, I mean, the part with the gas thing is, you know, it's these mass flow meters and when they get cold, they don't know how much gas is going. Like literally the reason that they couldn't fire up the plant is because the sensor couldn't tell it how much gas was going through. Like that's why the gas plant failed. Jeez. Then we've got 25 to 40% of our, our grid on, on wind power that apparently the people that put those in didn't realize that maybe we should put the de-icers on them mm. like they do in the north. Like, like Iowa, you know, Steve Dace will tell you, Iowa's been at like negative seven for the past like four months. Yeah. It seems like, but their windmills are still going because they've right. got de-icing fluid that goes out as part of the windmill thing. We didn't opt for that package. Yeah. And look, I, it's tough because part of this is, you know, I'm from the Northeast. You're from yeah. the Northeast. Like, I see a report, uh, Texas, they're struggling, a catastrophe, two inches of snow. And I'm like, wait, what? So it's been cold for a week in the winter? But what people don't understand across the country is we are not prepared for this, right? It's yeah. like it's like if a, if a uh, you know, an earthquake hits San Francisco of moderate size, nothing's going to happen. If it hits an area that doesn't get earthquakes, 
some buildings might fall down, right? Yeah. And that's what's happening here. This is not, it's not, a, it's not a catastrophic storm. It's like that we are not prepared for these temperatures, especially for this length of time. Absolutely. And it, it, but, you know, this happened in 2011, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a report that said, you guys have to weatherize because this could happen again. Oh, no, it's a 100-year event. No, it's a 9-year event, it yeah. looks like, or a 10-year event. This is going to happen every 5 to 10 years. You, you need to prepare for it in some capacity. Um, so you, it, you mentioned ERCOT. Explain what ERCOT is. Most people around ERCOT the country is the know. Electric Reliability jokingly, Council of Texas. Mm -hmm. um, they are a 501c4, so they're a social welfare organization um, that was formed during the early 2000s deregulation. So they basically took the all of the company's power grids and they made it like, instead of the regulator for it being a state agency, they kind of privatized it. They made it this 501c4. It's overseen by the Public Utilities Commission of Texas. So it's, it's overseen by, by Governor Abbott appointees. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they're supposed to do the, the power grid. There have been stories that apparently all, a lot of these natural gas plants don't come online to switch on until the summer. So we have natural gas plants because you need excess power at some point in time. And natural gas plants, for people that don't know, are like a, they're a turbine. Mm -hmm. They're basically a jet engine. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a large jet engine. I've got a friend back in South Carolina that, that built them for GEs. He was in charge of that whole division. They're literally a turbine. They, they're, a, they're a jet engine that sits on the ground and turns a generator and makes power. Well, they don't normally run them in the winter because it normally doesn't need Not the needed. power, yeah. right? Because we're normally in like the 50s and 60s and like I, I don't think I put my heat on all year until yeah. like this week because I just don't. And we will be again next week. We'll like be this like is, 73 yeah. on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so ERCOT regulates the grid. The grid is run separately from the other grids, but unlike the media likes to tell you, there are interconnections. There are a few connections with the Mexican grid and the Eastern grid where Texas in the past has bought power, but the pro it, this is like a cavalcade of stupidity, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. You get the wind turbines that freeze. It's not all the wind turbines. The wind turbines freeze. Then you get the natural gas plants that don't have proper winterization, so they can't turn on because they don't know how much gas is going through them. Then uh, because of the load, electric loads are weird, right? You need to kind of be close to the edge the whole time. Mm -hmm. Your generation needs to be close to your usage because if you make too much generation, that also trips off stuff and kills it. So if you make too much power, so then all of a sudden the tripping happens and it trips a bunch of plants like the nuclear plant went offline. Not because it wasn't winterized, it's because it right. had a load and it went offline and they couldn't get it backed up. Um, some of the coal plants had the same thing and the eastern part of the U.S. is having also really bad winter, so they need their electricity mm -hmm. and can't sell it to us or across the couple of connections that we have. So it's a cavalcade of, of <laughs> issues, but they should have been prepared for this. They knew it was going to be this cold for a week. You know, mm -hmm. Governor Abbott said, you know, I'm, I'm, we're asking for a legislative commission to look into ERCOT. And the time to, like, see if ERCOT was going to be able to do this was last week, Governor. was like... I, I, Irving, the city of Irving, I, I talked to like their social media person over, over social media. And they're like, well, you know, we just get our updates from Encore, who's the who's not ERCOT, but they're the ones that actually bring the electricity to your house. Right. right. Like, well, we get our updates from the Encore Twitter. I'm like, you aren't like calling the people at Encore <laughs> and saying, hey, we got some power outages here, here and here. What's uh, going on? Yeah. Like, that's just like basic governing 101 to yeah. be able to like. This has to be improved. I mean, I, so is there because there is there something then to the criticism in the a lot of people on the right are saying, look, you know, we've uh, we depend on wind turbines and it's not reliable energy. 
And that's a real problem. I mean, is that a legitimate argument? As you point out, in Iowa, it's not a problem. I, I think it's a legitimate argument in that what wind does is it's a super variable power source, yeah. which means you need to have more of these gas-powered plants that can turn on on a dime and do that sort of stuff. If they're not winterized, they obviously can't do it. But, you know, I, I'm not a process engineer anymore. I was at one point in time. We always look like steady state. You know, we, we want something to be, you know, steady and repeatable and reliable. Yep. And when things go weird, that's when bad stuff happens, right? As long as you're controlling it. With wind, you know, the wind can be blowing one minute really fast and you can make, make a lot of electricity. And then the wind could come way down. And then you're not making electricity and you got to get those natural gas plants on real quick. But if we still had those coal plants that we had, that baseline that there's a yep. graph out, that baseline of power would be steady and higher and you wouldn't have like the variabilities of the two things. You just kind of have that mm -hmm. steady power. And I think that's the criticism is that we might have gotten through this a little bit better if we had had a steady power thing. Like I'm, I'm not against wind power. I mean, no. wind, wind power is a good thing and it seems to be coming down in price because coal is artificially inflated in price because you're not allowed to mine it anymore and do all those sorts of things because the environmental regulations. Um, and, you know, if if you're doing wind right and you're not taking my my subsidies to do it and you're able to make it work, I mean, good for you. It's a free market. Let's do it if it's working in a free market. And that's what's really replacing it. But you're also adding variability into the system. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, and, and I think it's it's so crucial. I mean, well, we had Robert Bryce on a few you know, a couple months ago. Now he put out a documentary, I think it's called Juice. And it it, it starts basically with. The fundamental difference between a civilized Western society and the third world is reliable electricity. It's yeah. really that fundamental. I mean, all the other things you can talk about, all the other stuff, but without that, your country is in the in the dark ages, and we see that here. I mean, we go without reliable electricity for three days, and the society of in the state shuts down. It's anarchy. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's absolutely nuts. I mean, you don't realize how much you take it for granted until you don't have it. Yeah. I mean, if this happened in the summer for three weeks, I wouldn't be staying here. I would be at home, and I'd be like, oh, God, it's hot. It's a pain in the neck. Mm -hmm. But I'd do it, but it's like the... The consistently cold weather. Yeah, no, it's, it's just true. a it's just a, like a trifecta of a bunch of stuff that's happening. And it's it's important to note that even in warmer countries like India, the, more people die from cold than heat. I mean, cold is the thing. Like everyone talks about global warming, cold is the thing we need to make sure we do not have people around. Um, let me ask you this: it, uh, How much of this problem would have gone away if Ted Cruz didn't go to Cancun? I think it would all be done. Okay, yeah. Okay. If Ted Cruz was bringing, as my liberal friends have told me on my mm -hmm. Facebook page, um, if Ted Cruz had been bringing old people, old elderly people meals, mm. it would completely be stopped. <laughs> right. If he was like trucking like five gallon jugs of water to people's houses, everybody would be fine. Right, right. I mean, th but but this this really goes to what I think the left thinks is the natural role of the federal government, right? Mm -hmm. I remember Marty Meehan was a congressman up in Massachusetts. I was running, uh, I helped run a campaign against him. I was the research director. I found this quote that my, and we'll talk about it later, my Rush Limbaugh, you know, intoned mind was like, sure, this is crazy. His quote was, I think the reason I'm running for Congress is I think far and away the most effect or, the place that affects people's lives the most is the federal government. Mm. And this was in 92. 
This, you know, this is what they've thought for the whole time. So, of course, if the federal senator isn't going to be there, that doesn't run the state, that doesn't run the cities, that doesn't run the counties. Has nothing to has do with nothing this problem to do whatsoever. with how the government of Texas works. Mm-hmm. He represents that government in the Congress, in the Senate. Has nothing to do with it. His not being here is a problem. Apparently, but it goes to show their mindset. They're like, oh, you took those federal subsidies fast. I'm like, I don't want them. Mm -hmm. I want the state of Texas to figure out its grid problem and fix its grid problem. And if we have to hold Governor Abbott accountable and primary him next time because he did not get something fixed that he's known about and the government has known about since 2011. Then it's on Texas. It's not on the federal government. I don't need Joe Biden riding in here on his Mario Kart to tell me what I need to do to fix Texas. And it's such a ridiculous argument when you see this theory of centralizing everything and, and regulating everything is in effect in California. And they have outages every year. And we have the we see this problem all the time. Um. So the cruise thing is interesting, though, I mean, because I think there is a real argument to be made that as a politician, you just need to know you can't do this type of thing. Right. Like, I mean, it, you know, it it reminds it it, it plays to the audience, I think, and voters like the Gavin Newsom uh, thing did with the French Laundry. Now, they're totally different situations, but it's like this guy who's telling everybody else, uh, you know, to uh, to shut down. He's out having fancy dinners. And this feels kind of the same way in in a way. It's cold here and these are his people and he's in Cancun. Look, I on its surface, I don't have any problem with someone getting the hell out of a disaster area. I mean, we're in the middle of a state disaster. Get the hell out of there. Not only does it you're using less resources, I guess, from 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 not being here, um, but also like. That's why you work your whole life. Like you work your whole life to be able to remove your kids and your wife out of a situation that's dangerous. Like that's why you do it. I mean, should Cruz be apologizing here? What's the right play? No, I don't think he should be apologizing. And I think it's completely different. There there was that mayor somewhere here in Texas that was like, you should not do anything. You shouldn't leave your house. And she went to Cabo. Right. Yes. That's a different or he went to Cabo. That's a different thing. Right. That's Cruz. He's telling you to Cruz has been like, live your life. Yeah. Go about your life. I, you he, don't, so many people in my apartment complex have been to Cancun this year. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought that Mexico was like shut down, right? I thought that like you couldn't leave the country. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's just by the Mexico border. Like the care. border, like, like everybody is <laughs> yeah. flying down to Mexico. They're oh. adding flights in Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a quarter of the state has gone to Cancun during this crisis. <laughs> really, right? Like, because yeah. the flights are super cheap. They're like 300 bucks. You can get cheap rooms. I think there's a lot of people that have do it. Yeah, they've no, done it. You know what I mean? It's so. true. I mean, I, I think, you know, he's got, I'm not surprised he's getting beat up over it. I mean, it doesn't right. look good. You, yeah. But I mean, I'm like, what we what do we want him to do? We want him to have photo ops where he's handing out, you know, food. Like, it's just silly. And the photo op hurts more. Yeah. He, he's stopping people from delivering the <laughs> yeah. services that they're supposed to be delivering. Yeah. Whatever minor difference he could yeah. make probably gets outweighed. Um, before we leave, I want to uh, I want to talk about Rush Limbaugh. Uh, you know, we could talk about what a great, uh, you know, leader he's been and with the conservative movement and in broadcasting and all these things. But it was even to me, a little shocking at how vitriolic the response was from the left as he as he the man passed away, not just passed away, but passed away from stage four lung cancer. It, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, that that's who these people are. Um, you guys talked about on the radio today. Media Matters was started to stop Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. in Fox News in they take everything he says out of context. Like I, I have family members like I can't believe that you're that you're mourning the death of somebody that said that had a song called Barack the Magic Negro. I'm like, 
that song was made because a left-wing writer on the left coast yeah. said that Barack was the magic Negro. I mean, that's why the song it was, was made. Quote. It was make, it was a quote mm-hmm. of that guy, and it was making fun of the outlandishness of the left. In fact, it was an anti-racism song because it was showing the racism of the left. I mean, that's almost, I saw a, um, an African-American conservative today on Fox News um, this morning. He was talking about, I can't believe that these people are crazy. If you remember when he got fired from ESPN, mm-hmm. he got fired for ESPN from saying that, um, just plainly saying that, you know, people are cheering for Donovan McNabb to succeed because he's an African-American and they want to see an African-American succeed in football. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he does, that's what they're doing. He gets kicked off the air. Like six months later, there's an African-American left-wing guy that says the same thing. And it's like, well, yeah, of course, that's what we're doing. Yeah. But he was just like he was stating a cultural observation, which is what he was paid to do on ESPN and on ABC for Monday Night Football. He was paid to do cultural observations of the game of football. He wasn't there for his football knowledge. No. They did a three-man booth. It was the play caller. It was the analyst. And it was the guy to bring, like, the everyday football fan into it. But those are the sorts of things. And and we get taken out of context all the time. Glenn gets taken out of context all the time. Rush got taken out of context all the time in places like Media Matters made him out to be an evil person. People didn't listen to the show to see what he did. And they don't know the context in which it was said. Mm-hmm. And because they don't know the context in which it was said, you take this one little snippet and you, you go to, to hell with it. But I will also tell you that there are some stupid things that he did, which he has apologized for. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, over a yeah. career like that, of course, you're going to say things. 32-year career? 30, yeah, 32-year yeah, career. And that's the bottom line, is the people who, largely who criticize him, have never actually listened to a show. They've listened to 30-second clips from dumb organizations like Media Matters. Uh, we got a split here, Rob. You know, is a media, crit- media critic, of course, here at The Blaze. Where can people follow you? Uh, at Rob Eno on Twitter. All right, do that. Uh, back in a second. Let's say you uh, want to buy or sell a home. Uh, maybe your home happens to be half underwater, you know, and it's hard to sell homes when there's giant puddles or pools inside the home. Uh, if you're going to sell a home like that, uh, that, you know, sure, uh, maybe you didn't necessarily list indoor swimming pool on the initial, uh, you know, uh, form to sell it, but you could add that later on. People at realestateagentsitrust.com can show you exactly how to do that. If anyone could sell a house like mine, that is, uh, was under six inches of water uh, just a few hours ago, well, then it's got to be somebody from realestateagentsitrust.com. If you want to buy or sell a home for the most money, get the most value when you're buying, get the most value when you're selling, you need someone you can trust who knows all the ins and outs of the market and knows how to deal with stuff like this. Because honestly, a real estate agent can help you, even if you're not selling a house, if you have a good relationship with them, they can help you find the best people in your neighborhood and you can build that relationship over a long period of time. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Check it out now, realestateagentsitrust.com. Maybe they can find Rob a home, too. Don't forget, you can get your Andrew Cuomo is Awful mugs. We also have Chris Cuomo is Worse, and we also have Don Lemon is Worserer. That was a Glenn Beck special request. Don Lemon is Worserer. Uh, that's all available at uh, studosmerch.com. Check it out. Uh, New Jersey man um, had an interesting experience with a patch of ice. This is something I've dreamt of doing. He decided to somehow set fire 
to his lawn to get rid of the snow and ice. And I don't know if you know this, apparently not advisable. Uh, I don't know. I like the video. Do, I don't have the video handy, but I've seen it on the, on the Twitters of the guy who has got the blowtorch on his driveway. And he's just like lighting up all the ice and it melts in seconds. I, this is my dream. I want to invent that. I want someone to be able to go out, blowtorch their driveway, and then uh, and then just pull out. It's a lot easier than shoveling, that's for sure. And, you know, only a slight increase in death by fire.